brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, we're talking about setting boundaries or have your life hijacked. You know, it's amazing in this world, there's so much aggressiveness and uh, so much um, personal expression that's going on in this world, and it always has been, but uh, nowadays we, we're very impatient due to the fact that we have all this media uh, and all this stuff that are available to us on the computers, on our phones, and so we're communicating all the time, but you know, unfortunately, what it calls for as we communicate and as we bring people into our life or we are introduced to people that we have to interact with, we have to begin to understand how to set boundaries because some people don't respect boundaries. Some people will just want to get their way. And in this world, um, more and more people are, are disrespectful and do try to get their way without really uh, thinking about how it influences you or impacts you. But this all starts at home, truthfully. It, it all starts in your home with your family and learning your boundaries with your family and at home. Hopefully you can exercise them out in the real world, especially if you're going to get married, especially if you're going to operate in a marriage. You've got to have boundaries. You know, this personal expression, you know, uh, Co-workers, high school acquaintances, you know, that people invite us into their lives, into their homes and, and, and into their, you know, issues. And so, you know, traditionally marginalized groups are, are, are speaking out. Victims are confronting abusers. Addicts are owning their past. And so the, the freedom to speak your truth and, 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 and bring lots of benefits when you do that. But it also can lead to some really bad questions because people can take that content and use it to hurt you. And so each of us tries to erect a, a boundary around the parts of ourself we want to keep private or at least shielded from those whom we're not you know, intimidated. Some people are more vigilant about uh, uh, raising firewalls than others. However, we can lead to it, it can really lead to a lot of discomfort. If, if not open conflict, because it's harder to keep others' revelations out than it is to keep our own within. We think about boundaries as a, as a self-oriented concept. You know, this is my boundary. But it's not just a matter of what you're willing or not willing to say. It's also what you're willing to let in. And so in healthy relationships, and that's what we want to talk about, in healthy relationships, romantic, otherwise, we, we have to attune ourselves to others' boundaries by making gradual bids of trust, and that takes leaps of faith. That's what I call leaps of faith. And so, for example, if, if you're on a date, you might confess that you've had a tough day at work because your boss was snippy at you or unhappy with you. And if other, another person doesn't say anything back, chances are you, you wouldn't mind further extending. Um, bids of trust, you know, operating in faith, is is lessened when there's no reciprocity. There's they're suddenly they're not a safe person if they don't respond. You know, like we like to tell other people about ourselves. You know, a lot of people do. And and when we're first getting to know other people, we find the encounter enjoyable 
and to the extent of self disclosure is is balanced. You know, uh, some guys talk nonstop about them themselves on the first date, you know, which uh, makes them rather unappealing. But then, uh, you know, so so the woman uh, only asks questions and never really shares anything. And so that happens because she's decided that this isn't a person that I would want to share my information with. That's good boundaries. You know, people who have a good personality, people who are agreeable, they're more likely to accept someone oversharing and to share in response because they don't want the other person to feel wrong. So that there's a lot of people that will just appeal to other people because they don't, they want to avoid conflict. And, and so, you know, getting to know phase of a relationship, we basically are engaging in reciprocal sharing. And, and so, you know, we have to understand that if, if you're on a fifth date and you had a bad day, you'll probably want to vent because you know each other very well. But, uh, you know, you know, you may not say, okay, my turn. I want to talk about the horrible thing that happened to me today. You know, that reciprocity may take place in a conversation on a fifth date. But you have to understand when we're talking about boundaries, when we're talking about boundaries, boundaries mean we know how to say no. And people who know how to say no oftentimes have a much smoother life. And the other thing is you have to say no to things that don't work for you, things that are hurt you. And a lot of people don't do that. They, they tend to back off from it. So how do you say no? Well, no, <laughs> flat and straight, and no means no if they come back. But you don't have to use a lot of tone. You don't have to use a lot of inflection. You don't have to use your hands. You don't have to do anything like that because that shows that you're weak at putting boundaries up. If you're just direct and simple and straightforward, what you're doing is you're basically setting that boundary and then explain yourself. You know, this doesn't work for me because of this. You know, the, you know, I, I can't give you uh, $50 when all I have is five. I just don't have enough to, to do that. You know, so when the time is right and when people are asking us of stuff, we have to step back and, and assess, do I have this to give? Do I have this to give? And it shouldn't be an impulsive decision. It should, it, even if it's something you want to do, it's never a bad idea to say, let me think about it for a couple minutes and I'll give you an answer. Because you, if, you, if something initially you want to say no to it or confront it, the best thing is to form a strategy before you impulsively jump in. Just basically, you know, especially if it's somebody that you know, you know, you really want to take the time to, to think things through. If your first instinct is a no, evaluate. Evaluate and then state the reasoning why it doesn't work for you. You know, when we relate to each other, the impulse to, to, uh, um, to make disclosures or, you know, offer trust can be hurtful because some people don't value trust. And so it's an important thing to understand that, if trust becomes an issue with someone that you're, that you're a friend with, um, you're making yourself vulnerable. If they want to attack trust or if they want to create a trust issue with you, that means they're forming a barrier in that relationship. Some people are very black and white about this and they just want to leave the relationship, period, because they were lied to or they were deceived or whatever. 
And so they lost the respect for that friend. And, you know, truly, you know, friends should be someone that does impact you, that does influence you, that is someone that would be there for you no matter what. Somebody that that not that they'd offer you money or correct your problems, but that they stand with you and be with you in comfort. You know, it's it's really an interesting thing that if you're going to have relationships in life. You have to get rid of all the trust issues. You have to move them out because and you have to confront them immediately. Uh, And the reason you want to do that is because you value the relationship. And so trust, and I've always said this, trust is deeper than love. You can love someone and not trust them. But when trust is there, the love in your friendship, in your relationship, in your marriage, in your children, it grows and grows and grows and grows. And so, you know, another thing is like parents, parents will reveal past misdeeds to their kids as a, as something to teach them. And then the kids can turn around and use that information <laughs> on the parent to say, hey, you told me you did this before and blah, blah, blah. Why are you coming down on me? You know, and so we have to understand that when we're drawing a boundary down that didn't apply to our own life, um, we have to take accountability for what happened in our life and why this lesson is very important for your child to learn or for your friend to learn. We go through experiences in life to offer us life lessons, and those experiences need to be communicated to the people we love, our friends, our family, our children, everybody, our partners especially, is how what we learned from our situations. You know, we want to be known. We also want to be safe, and we crave as human beings, intimacy and protection. And, and the luckiest of all of us will find people who have both, and they have that with, but we are always in danger of blowing it up or misplacing our trust or saying too much. And so having boundaries means that we don't have resentments. And so people that are passive aggressive have a really tough time with boundaries. And so what they do is they stuff it in and they stuff it in and all of a sudden it just blows up and over some little itty bitty thing. Um, and, And so that person creates, that passive aggressive person is creating a trust issue because number one, they're scaring the crap out of whoever they're blowing up at. Um, And basically what they're doing is telling them, I I don't ever want to have this conflict with you again, so I'm going to make it so ugly that you will never do this to me again. And that's passive aggressive. And that means they take this little thing, this theme, thematic little thing that's happened. Okay, you've, you've talked over me, you've talked over me, you talked over me, you talked over me. And now all of a sudden, when you talk over me again, I blow up and go crazy. And so the person who's been talking over you thematically for a long period of time is going to stand back and go, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. And that's because the passive aggressive person never sets the boundaries. And so what they have to do when they're initially talked over is understand, they go, hey, you know, you're talking over me. Aren't we having a conversation? Um, Are you willing to hear me? Um, If not, maybe we can talk a different time. You know, but setting a boundary like that is is very, very, very important because that's called self-respect. And self-respect is extremely important thing for us to have. It doesn't mean our pride. It doesn't mean arrogance. It just means that you have a right to tell people how to communicate to you. And you need to remember that, that if you're going to talk to me like that, I can't, I'm not going to listen to you. 
if you talk to me like this, we're in good place. And so you're coaching people how to behave safely towards you. You know, healthy boundaries are the ultimate guide to successful relationships. And without healthy boundaries, the relationships don't thrive. They result in feelings of resentment, disappointment, violation. And so there's a lot of betrayal. And so these feelings are left unchecked and they can lead to being cut off from other peoples uh, where there's no clear division between you and others. And because, you know, we understand what boundaries really are, we rarely see evidence of them working. But when they do, you feel it, you know it, but, it, you know, it, and it does wonders for your mental and, and uh, relational health. And so, you know, what healthy boundaries look like, you know, the, the boundaries are like uh, what happened when you can sense yourself and what you need and want and access your voice to speak to those things. And we all have limits and we all experience violations of our limits, but most of the time people are not trying to violate your limits. They just aren't aware of what they are. And so sometimes this is because we're not clear with ourselves or other people about what we want or need. So, you know, let's start with the physical. Physical boundaries, including your needs for personal space, your comfort with touch, your physical needs like needing to rest, eat, food, drink. You know, it's okay to let people know you don't want to be touched or that you need more space. It's okay that you're hungry and you need to rest or you need to rest, you know. Um, so what does a healthy physical boundary look like? Well, you know, I'm really tired. I need to sit down now. Um you know, I'm not a big hugger. I'm, I'm a handshake person or, or I need to eat. If I'm going to grab something, I'm, I'm going to go grab something now. I'm allergic to something. So can we have that and not have that in our home or no, I want, I don't want you to touch me like this. I want you to touch me like that. Don't go to the, to my room without asking first. You know, these are questions and examples of, of physical boundaries. You know, physical boundary violations feel like receiving inappropriate or unwanted touch or being denied your physical needs, you know, um, <laughs> or having someone come into your personal space, which is that little body space is like two feet around you. And, uh, you know, this can vary on a lot of people. It could be three feet with some people. <laughs> but you can tell by the way a person reacts when you hit their boundary physically because they tend to back up. They, their eyes also get bigger. You know, emotional boundaries, they're, they're all about respecting and honoring your feelings, energy. Setting emotional boundaries means recognize how much emotional energy you're capable of taking in and knowing when to share and knowing when to not share and limiting emotional sharing with people who respond poorly. And also respecting emotional boundaries means uh, validating feelings of other people and making sure that you respect their ability to take in emotional information. So this might sound something like, you know, uh, I'm so sorry you're having such a tough time right now. Uh, I'm not in a place to take all this information in. Do you think we could come back to this later? Or I, I can't really talk about that right now. This isn't the right time for me. And so, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, when I share my feelings with you and get criticized, it makes me totally shut down. I can only share with you if you're able to respond respectfully to me. Those are examples. You know, uh, and what does an emotional boundary violation look like? Well, it's like dismissing, criticizing feelings, asking questions that are not appropriate um, for at least for the relationship or reading or going through personal emotional information. 
uh, asking people to justify their feelings, you know, like assuming we know how other people feel, telling other people how they feel. Boy, don't you love people like that? You know, and sharing inappropriate information with your children, time boundaries. I mean, there's just so much involved in emotional boundaries. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some more types of boundaries so that we can really understand what they look like and how they operate. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about setting boundaries or have your life hijacked. I'm telling you what, man. One of the big ones is uh, time. Time, you know, it's important to protect how it's utilized. Setting time boundaries is incredibly important, especially at work, home, and even in your social life. You know, these time boundaries mean understanding your priorities, setting aside enough time for the 
all these different areas of your life without overcommitting. And so when you understand your priorities, it's much easier to limit the amount of time you're giving to other people. You know, um, you know, it's not a bad thing to say, hey, I just can't come to that event this weekend or I can only stay for this much time. You know, um, you know, do you have time to chat today asking someone actually if they have time to, you know, you know, I'd, I'd love to help, but I'd be over committing myself. Is there another time? You know, maybe we have a family time on this day, so I'm not going to be able to do anything. You know, that means your time is important, especially with your family, with your children. You know, I'm happy to help with that, but my rate is this much to do that. You know, um, a lot of people violate uh, time boundaries, and 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 especially, you know, in my profession, if I don't manage my time uh, with clients, then what's going to happen is that uh, I'm going to run over, and then everybody else is going to uh, be late in their starting and cutting into their time. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of resentment that can come from that. You know, um, you know, boundaries look like professionals uh, asking people to pay for their time or demanding time from people or keeping people in conversations or on tasks for longer than we said we would or showing up late or canceling on people because we overcommitted and contacting people when they said they'd be unavailable. And so, you know, Here's the deal. If you're going to set time boundaries, uh, um, it includes uh, asking for consent, uh, you know, setting up time that that is very important for you and saying, hey, I can only do it this long. And so it's very important for us to manage that because people don't respect us if we run over. People don't respect us if we set improper time commitments. And so people that are timely uh, are going to have a lot better relationships in life because people aren't going to be sitting around waiting for them. They're actually going to be um, operating in a world where people are at least one barrier to other people is not there. Now, there's also sexual boundaries. And, you know, that includes consent. That includes agreement. That includes respect. That understanding of preferences and desires and also the privacy aspect of it. You know, so what is this asking for consent? Well, that's important. Even if you're married, you don't just wrestle them down and go at it. You know, the, the deal is you have to ask for permission and, and also discussing and asking for what pleases. A lot of people don't do that and they should do that. Also, uh, it, protection. You know, if you're going to have a sex, you, you probably need a condom or something, especially a condom, because a condom can protect you from sexual diseases, especially if you're having sex with somebody you don't really know um, or having sex with a partner that you suspect is having affairs. Uh, you know, discussing uh, contraception is a very important dialogue that a lot of people forego. Saying no to things you don't like or that hurt you. You know, that people all have sexual weird fantasies and all kinds of strange stuff. And the people pour themselves into the multi-billion dollar industry of pornography. And guess what they want to do? They want to practice what they see. And so, sadly enough, they try to convince people to do things they're uncomfortable with or don't want to do. You know, it's very important also regarding uh, sexual boundaries is to preserve the privacy of the other person and yourself. You know, um, you know, and, and even approaching sex, you know, it, it's very important to say, hey, you know, do you want to have some kind of sexual intimacy right now? 
or is this comfortable for you or tell me what you like tell me what you don't like you know i i don't like that let's try something different no i don't want to have sex tonight we can cuddle you know i really i'm really into some other some desire and is that something you'd feel comfortable with you know that's good communication regarding sexual activity also uh boundary violations huge and and this is so prevalent in relationships sulking punishing getting angry if someone does not want to have sex not asking for consent pressure to engage in in different acts leering lying about concept uh, contraceptive use lying about your your health history criticizing another person's sexual preferences you know uh, uh, obviously unwanted touch or assault or god forbid rape you know these are all violations of your sexual boundaries now there's also <laughs> juxtaposed to sexual boundaries there is the intellectual boundaries and those boundaries refer to your thoughts your ideas your curiosity you know uh, healthy intellectual boundaries include respect for the ideas of other people and if we could just get that this world would be a better place if we could just respect the fact that other people have their own perception of truths and their own quirky desires and their own quirky opinions, you know, but it's important that, uh, you know, people can be violated by your thoughts and curiosity are, are shut down and dismissed or belittled and, and respectfulness and willingness to dialogue and understand is very important. So if someone doesn't respect your health, your intellectual boundaries, you know, it also means uh, considering whether or not it's a good time to talk about something or is this a person I even want to talk to? You know, I, I know we disagree, but I, I won't let you belittle me like that. You know, I'd love to talk to you about this more, but I don't think talking about it during Thanksgiving dinner is the best time. Or when we talk about this, we don't get very far. And I think it's a good idea we avoid the conversation or another healthy response is I can respect that we have uh, different opinions on this. You know, does this mean that you have to be accepting of all people's thoughts or all people's opinions? Absolutely not. But it's also important to learn to recognize the difference between healthy and unhealthy disclosure. If someone is sharing an opinion that is inherently harmful, like racism or sexism, xenophobia, homophobia, you don't have every right to put a hard line in the sand. You, you know, you could set the, the boundary in your own way. It might sound like the person getting to know you doesn't realize that you don't tolerate that kind of talk. And it's disturbing for you to hear that. And uh, you, you, you don't agree with their opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's also material boundaries. And, and that's important to understand, too. Uh, you know, these are basically your items or your possessions, like your home, your car, your clothing, your jewelry, your furniture, your money. It's healthy to understand what you can and cannot share and how you expect your items and materials to be treated by people you share them with. Um, you know, having limits on how your material items are treated is is very healthy. And, and you know, I can't lend you my car. I'm, I'm the only person on the insurance. Uh, we can't give you any more money. We'd be happy to help in another way. Or, or I'm happy to share my, my clothes with you. Just a heads up. I, I need it back by a certain day. Or, you know, when material boundaries are violated, 
when your things are destroyed or stolen or when they're borrowed too frequently, another material violation is the use of materials like money and possessions and to manipulate and control relationships. But the more we set boundaries, the more we recognize them. And in setting boundaries, we help people show up for us and we also become better at showing up for them. You know, it, it's <laughs> just be kind. <laughs> You know, love can't exist without boundaries. Even when your children, uh, with your children, and it's easy to understand, external boundaries are your bottom line. You know, think of rules and principles you live by when you say what you will or won't allow. You know, if you have difficulty saying no, override your need your uh, need to please other people, or or be bothered by someone who's demanding or controlling or criticizing, pushy, abusive, invasive pleading, even smothering you with kindness. You know, it's your responsibility, you as a person, to speak up. And so, you know, once again, I'm just going to go through them just in a summary. Material boundaries determine whether you give or lend things such as your money, your car, your clothing, your books, your food, your toothbrush. Physical boundaries pertain to your personal space, your privacy, your body, you know, do you give a handshake or a hug and to whom, to when? How do you feel about loud music, nudity, locked doors? Very important, especially in your home. You know, mental boundaries. And that applies to your thoughts, your values, and your opinions. You know, are you easily suggestible? Do you know what you believe? And can you hold on to your opinions? Can you listen with an open mind to someone else's opinion without becoming rigid? You know, if you become highly emotional, argumentative, or defensive, you may have weak emotional boundaries because you're putting too much energy into placing the boundary. And that tells the person that you're not good at it and that they can get their way and they can do what they want to do with you and manipulate you. You know, it's the sexual boundaries. That's your comfort level with sexual touch. You know, what, where, when, with who. You know, your spiritual boundaries relate to your beliefs and your experiences in connection with God or a higher power or your personal self. So, you know, it's hard. It's hard for, for codependent people to set boundaries because they put others' needs first. They don't know themselves. They don't have uh, feel they have much rights. They they believe in setting boundaries is, is a jeopardizing a relationship. And they also probably never learned to have healthy boundaries, but they are learned. And, and, and if you weren't valued as a child, you're no longer a child. You're an adult, and this is your life. Your childhood was about getting you to, to adulthood. Now you become who you are. You don't become who your parents want you to be. And you don't have to follow all the rules of your childhood. So any kind of abuse violates personal boundaries, including teasing, you know, um, and th this may make you feel powerless, that you don't have a right to say stop. And, and it's very important to understand if you're going to set boundaries, if you're going to learn how to set boundaries, you have rights. You may not believe you have any rights if yours weren't respected when you grow up, you know. But, uh, you know, if, if you have a right to privacy, say no to be addressed with, with courtesy and respect and change your mind or cancel commitments to ask people to hire, you know, work that you want or to ask for help or to be left alone, you know, conserve your energy, you know, be thoughtful about how, what your rights are and what they aren't. That doesn't mean you have to be rebellious, 
but it has to mean you want to always feel peaceful and comfortable as much as you can in your life. And you think about all the situations where these rights apply, this is where stress comes from. People that have a lot of anxiety in life, and even people that have a lot of depression in life, have poor boundaries in some area, and so they hold a negative resentment towards people that continuously invade those boundaries, and they actually uh, feel that it's their problem and that it's the other person should know better. And those expectations exacerbate their disorders. That's because they didn't set boundaries in the areas that they needed to. You know, uh, look at what your look at what uh, your personal bill of rights would be. You know, and what prevents you from asserting your bill of rights? <laughs> and understand that what those are, what those rights are, and uh, and those areas of your life that are not healthy and that you don't set good boundaries and make the effort to change. There's also these internal boundaries and that's how we regulate your relationship with yourself. You know, think think of it as, as self-discipline and healthy management of time, of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your behavior, of your impulses. You know, if you're procrastinating or doing things that neither you or want to do, or if you're overdoing and not getting enough rest or recreation, balanced meals, you know, you may be neglecting your internal physical boundaries and learning to manage the negative thoughts and feelings empowers you as it does the ability to follow through on the goals and commitments to yourself. And so healthy emotional and, and mental internal boundaries really help you not to assume responsibility or obsess about other people's thoughts or feelings. Something code, codependents do, you know, they, they set strong internal boundaries, curb their suggestibility, and you think about yourself rather than automatically agreeing with other people. So we become more mindful and, uh, and, and then we're empowered to set external emotional boundaries if you choose to. You know, since you're accountable for your feelings and your actions and you don't blame others, you make me feel. There's no such thing as someone else making you feel anything. You choose to feel. You choose how you react to life. Um, so it's important to be accountable for that. And, and, and uh, people that don't set good boundaries oftentimes don't take responsibility, and that's called growing up. Also, uh, there's guilt and resentment that, that can be involved in setting boundaries. You know, anger often is a signal that action is required. So if you feel resentful or victimized or blaming someone or something, it might mean that you haven't been setting boundaries. So if you're feeling anxious or guilty, uh, about setting boundaries. Remember, your relationship suffers when you're unhappy. And so once you get practice setting boundaries, you feel empowered and suffer less anxieties, less resentment, and less guilt. And so in general, you receive more respect from others and your relationships improve immensely. Also, setting effective boundaries. People often say that, 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 that they set a boundary, but it didn't help. Well, there's an art at doing this, and if it's done in anger or nagging, you're not going to be heard. So boundaries aren't meant to punish, but they're for your uh, well-being and your protection, and they're more effective when you're assertive. That means you're calm, you're firm, and you're courteous. That doesn't mean you are aggressive. Aggressive means you've got a lot of tone, a lot of verbosity, and nobody's listening to you because you look crazy. 
you know, and if that doesn't work, that 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 assertiveness, you may need to communicate consequences to encourage compliance. And it's essential that you never threaten a consequence you're not fully prepared to carry out. And that takes time. It takes support. It takes relearning to be able to set it. But have the consciousness and the self-awareness to be assertive and step up for yourself, because if you don't, nobody else will. All right, so we're going to learn a little bit more about how to set boundaries, and then we're going to go into how your relationships operate when you don't have good boundaries. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about setting boundaries or having your life hijacked. And I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of people that have had their life hijacked because they didn't do it. They didn't set the boundaries. You know, good personal boundaries protect you. And without them, your life starts to feel scary and anxious and depressing. And having a sense of boundaries and limits also helps you connect with your true self. And boundaries don't always mean having boundaries of people. Sometimes you got to have boundaries with yourself. And that's self-love, learning how to say no to things that hurt you. And we need to do that for ourselves before we're able to set boundaries for other people. Um, You know, 
but you know, a lot of this anxiety comes from your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your decisions, your choices, your wants, your needs, your intuitions. And they're very clear and firm and maintained. And sometimes they can be flexible and that's called healthy. You know, ultimately when you don't protect or over or you overprotect your boundaries, your needs go unmet, which can lead to anxiety or compulsive behaviors such as overeating or addictions or working too much. And so if we set healthy boundaries, this allows you to connect with yourself and your emotions and your needs, and it allows you to feel safe, to relax, and to feel empowered to care about yourself. People with loose boundaries lead to emotional drain. And so when boundaries are loose, you may easily take on emotions and the needs of other people. And then there's this little sense of separate self, and you may experience a difficulty identifying your own emotions and your own needs. So people with loose boundaries they're often hypersensitive to others' comments and criticism. And uh, some, you know, common signs of that uh, be like over-involvement with other people's lives or perfectionism or people-pleasing or trying to fix or control others with judgments and advice or staying in unhealthy relationships. You know, you might take uh, taking in too much work or, or have too many commitments uh, avoid being alone too much. And so when your boundaries are too loose, you can feel responsible for everything and everyone powerless, imposed on, resentful. And, you know, unconsciously, the loose boundaries may represent your own need for caretaking. Ultimately, uh, you know, it may disconnect you from yourself as, as, as you're not connected with your own emotions and needs. And the disconnection can also lead to compulsive behaviors such as overeating, working too much, developing personal habits or personal uh, uh, obsessive compulsions. And people with rigid boundaries, that, they're, they're lonely. They're just lonely. You know, for some people, too much closeness is anxiety provoking. So intimacy is frightening due to the fears of being suffocated or the loss of independence. You know, some people may also avoid connection with themselves due to uh, you know, th their own critic inside themselves. And they have feelings of emptiness, depression, and, and then along with the difficulty of giving and receiving care and concern. And that's a person that ultimately has uh, too much rigid boundaries. And ultimately, rigid boundaries lead to a chronic feelings, obviously, of loneliness. And, and it can be a double-edged sword. You're craving connection while fearing closeness. So rigid boundaries present a protection from vulnerability where hurt, loss, and rejection can occur and be especially painful. You know, some there's some obvious signs uh, that your boundaries need adjusting. You're feeling unable to say no or feel responsible for how other people pe feel. If you're people-pleasing, if you're concerned about what other people think to the point of discounting your own thoughts, your own opinion, your own intuition, or some people just drain your energy by something, by you neglecting your needs, maybe the need for food or rest. And some people go through life with the inability to make a decision. These people are crazy makers. You know, believe in your happiness, it, 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 it depends on other people, is another thing to tell you you've got really crappy boundaries. Or um, take care of others' needs but not your own. That's another obvious thing that people do that's very unhealthy, and they don't realize what impact that kind of stuff has on their life. Um, or somebody that goes along with other people 
or they have difficulty asking for what you want or need, you know, or or they value other people's opinions. And some people uh, are overly uh, protective and sensitive to criticism, and so they don't want to have somebody actually see what they're afraid they're going to see. And so, you know, if you want to set good boundaries, you have to to uh, lose the loose boundaries or lose the rigid boundaries. You know, try not to judge where, you know, you everybody. Try to open your mind up to an approach and a curiosity about how to set new boundaries and then stick with it. And so the first ingredient is to know yourself. And this means knowing your innermost thoughts, beliefs, your feelings, your choices, your experiences, but especially your intentions. And so it also means knowing and connecting with your needs, like your physical sensations, and, and also without knowing your true self, you can't really know your limits and needs, your boundaries. And this will help you more clearly define your needs and boundaries. So be flexible. Having healthy boundaries doesn't mean being rigid, saying no to everything, nor does it mean uh, 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 protecting yourself from other people. So if we're going to continue to grow and learn and evolve as human beings, it's very important for us to be flexible. And that means leaps of faith. Also, stay out of judgment. Practice having healthy compassion for others without the need to fix them. And this is a big problem in marriage. People want to fix their partner, and that is not what you did. You married them for. You did not marry them to fix them. And if you're trying to fix them, you're destroying your relationship. Also, you want to let go of judgment about yourself. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that's easier said than done, but if you start practicing compassion and acceptance, when you can accept yourself for who who you are, there's less need to hide your true self. And a more positive inner world can help you feel safe uh, without vulnerability. So connect with the voice of, 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 of someone loving and nurturing and imagine that what they would say to you and say that to yourself. Also, accept the truth in what others say and leave the rest. You know, feel what you feel but and don't take responsibility for or take uh, on the emotions of other people get, you know get give them back their feelings and their thoughts and expectations you don't have to live in their feelings and expectations and you certainly don't have to feed their negative uh, intentions or expectations the other thing is practice openness you know be willing to listen to others about how your behavior impacts and and people that do black and white thinking, they want to make life so much easier. So it, you're either all this or all that. And so they walk through life, judge, 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 judge. And they do that to simplify. But they also lose their ability to have much intellect. And they also lose their ability to learn uh, because everything is black and white. The sad truth is life is gray as can be. Everything is gray as can be. Um, except for the law, except for God, <laughs> you know, the, uh, our human experience is n not about owning the truth or knowing the truth. It's about our perception of the truth. And if we understand, we have to learn how other people perceive things so that we can grow as people. And so it's important we feed off of each other, but it's important to know where we want to feed back to other people. If you know yourself, you have a better way of giving back to other people because of what you know. And, and, you know, it's sad, 
but uh, you know, if you don't know yourself, you're you're not going to be a good decision maker, and you know, you're going to be debating over where to have dinner every night of your life or what to have for dinner, and and that creates a lot of problems. So people that know themselves, people know how to give back to them, and that's important. Uh, you know, pay attention to people that drain you. You know, and 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 pause, stop and check with yourself. You know, what are you feeling? Can you allow that feeling to be present without acting on it for the moment? Or, you know, what do you need? You know, dig down deep and see what comes up for you. It's, it's important that we take the time to get to know ourselves and, and get clear on what you value and what you desire. You know, what do you really want uh, or long for? What is truly important to you in your life? And get clear on those things and then go for it and set boundaries about anything that takes away from it. So in, in relationships, if we talk about boundaries, overall expectations, you know, you need to you always need to discuss what you expect out of someone and when what you expect in return. And so uh, expectations can be very negative, very negative, especially if they're unmet. People get very depressed. They get very anxious, very, very. Uh, a lot of rage, <laughs> a lot of mixed emotions fall under that when expectations aren't met. So convert. If you're going to be in a relationship, if you really want your needs to be met, convert it to prefer. You know, I prefer this. I prefer that. I prefer. Or prefer can be said all day long to anybody in your life, and it clearly communicates what you would like. And that makes room for you in their life. That makes room for you to set boundaries because you're stating what you prefer. And by doing that, the more you use that word, the less depressed you're going to be, the less anxious you're going to be because you are putting out there your preferences. But in the, if, if we live in expectations of our partners, of our children, of our work, and, and we expect all these things to meet our needs, we're going to be sadly misplaced in this world and feel uh, uh, devalued and have low self-esteem. Also, tolerances. You know, uh, look at your tolerances in a relationship. Are, are, am I over-tolerating a lot of bad behavior? Well, if that's happening, then maybe you have to set the boundaries, especially with your kids. I mean, they're going to, their job is to jiggle the handle. Your job's to lock the door. So, you know, if you're going to if you're going to have, you know, relationships, it's under, understandable that you have to have a level of tolerance. But also uh, you're going to have to have a boundary around what you will tolerate and know when you're getting to that. You know, a, 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 in a relationship, sexual expression and sexual expectations can also be uh, a very a fragile area. Um, some people like sex every morning morning. Some people like it in location. Some only like it on holidays. Some are wild, some are slow, some are sensual. But if, you know, if you and your lover don't know where your sexual boundaries are, one or both of you might spend a lot of unhappy time faking sexual expression, which is a clear sign of trouble in any relationship. Also, let your needs and preferences be known as well as, you know, giving some wiggle room and experimentation. That means you, you don't just do the same thing all the time. You do want to experiment in your sexuality. Also, boundaries around finances. You know, money is generally taken to be a possession or a poison uh, when it's matters of the heart. You know, with money, 
it's it's an inescapable part of our interactions in life. So, you know, it can be a huge uh, stigma can be associated with, um, you know, what we feel about our money. And so it's very understandable that a lot of people get divorced because they don't sort out their finances and how they feel about money. But having that dialogue is important. The other thing that destroys relationships is past lives. You know, simply put, your past is yours. And if it does, if it doesn't fall into this relationship that you're having, you don't need to communicate it. So it, unless unless there's factors from the past that are going to affect your relationship, keep that crap out and just focus on where you started with this person and where you finished with this person. That's what you want to be accountable for. Not everything that you've done in your past. Your partner is not God and they're not entitled to judge you. You know, if they're going to be with you, they're going to be with you. And the other thing is relationships often exist with a, a bad family. And so if bad family interactions, you need to limit those. And you need to be very careful about that because you don't want to lose your partner, but you want to limit that negative uh, family experiences. Also, addictions is there areas that you got to do and friendships and goals. All these are places that you – your digital presence on the, in the social media – and so it's very important to know those boundaries, make them clear, and uh, maybe allow for a few um, bad bad transactions. But the bottom line is focus on that. That's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. You can do so on our webpage on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, there are only three ages for women in Hollywood, babe, district attorney, and driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> That's from Goldie Hawn in the First Wives Club. You know, mon money isn't the most important thing in life, but it's close to oxygen on a gotta have it scale. And that's Zig Ziglar. And the quickest way to double your money is to fold it over and put it in your back pocket. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.